This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, more and more agencies are adjusting telework policies amid the coronavirus outbreak. Don't expect the Defense Department to be too helpful in responding to the pandemic. Meanwhile, a federal judge throws out NTEU's lawsuit over the 2019 government shutdown. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Field offices at the Social Security Administration are closed to the public today due to the coronavirus pandemic. SSA says it's canceling in-person services. Phone and online services are still available. It's unclear what this decision means for the employees at these field offices. SSA unions have been practically begging agency leadership to allow field employees to telework. They're the only employees at the agency who have not been allowed to telework at all. The Education Department is now directing its workforce to immediately begin teleworking to its fullest extent possible. The agency's Office of Finance and Operations says all telework-eligible employees should continue to work from home until Friday, April 10th. Supervisors have been told to find ways to shift non-telework-eligible positions to telework-eligible. The agency on Friday authorized unscheduled telework and unscheduled leave to employees identified as high risk for the coronavirus by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The Postal Service updates its coronavirus guidance for supervisors and managers. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The Postal Service is encouraging liberal sick leave for its employees amid the coronavirus pandemic. The American Postal Workers Union says it began talks about leave with USPS last Friday. Those talks centered on helping define hardship leave for employees dealing with the closure of child care and family care facilities. Postal employees in White Plains, New York, and Seattle, Washington so far have tested positive for the coronavirus. I'm Jory Heckman. The Merit Systems Protection Board is ordering mandatory telework for employees at all locations. MSPB says employees will telework until March 27th at the earliest. MSPB leadership says employees should avoid the office until further notice. The new operating change will impact some MSPB hearing and mediation schedules. MSPB can still accept new appeals through its electronic filing system, but it can't accept new mail-in or paper appeals. Still, there are more calls to order mandatory telework for all eligible employees during the coronavirus. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. Over a quarter of the Senate is calling on President Trump to sign an executive order mandating telework for all eligible federal employees. 27 Senate Democrats say Trump needs to give clear direction, not general guidance. They say the recent guidance from the Office of Personnel Management to the National Capital Region isn't enough. Agencies have been hesitant to take major actions and shift more employees to telework. Senators say state and local governments have been far more proactive in protecting their workforces. I'm Nicola Grisco. The Pentagon is getting ready to support more teleworkers, but as Federal News Network's Jared Server reports, the people who've already started working from home are putting serious pressure on its IT networks. To deal with the bandwidth challenges, DOD is putting limits on data-heavy services like video streaming. For employees in the D.C. area, it's blocking YouTube altogether. The help desk that handles support requests in the National Capital Region saw a 240% increase 
increase in calls over the last several days as more workers tried to do their jobs from home. That was before the Office of Management and Budget told federal agencies to maximize the number of employees teleworking. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. More than 650 National Guard members are being deployed in 15 states to combat coronavirus. They're working on drive-through testing facilities, support to state emergency operation centers and healthcare professionals, cleaning public spaces, and providing healthcare transportation. National Guard leader Joseph Langle says the Guard must remain flexible, innovative, and ready to mitigate the impacts of the disease. Still, the Defense Department says its capabilities are limited for helping with the coronavirus. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more on that story. The Pentagon's trying not to overpromise on what it can do to help with the coronavirus response. The military's top doctor says DOD has 36 health facilities that account for 2 to 3 percent of the nation's hospital beds that can be offered if needed. DOD does have the capability to set up medical tents and bring in hospital ships. However, those capabilities are made for trauma and therefore have tight living quarters that may spread the illness. I'm Scott Massioni. The Food and Drug Administration authorizes emergency use of two commercial tests for coronavirus. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin. State health agencies' responsibility for locally developed virus tests so that labs there need not deal with FDA itself. And it withdrew most objections to rapid deployment of newly developed tests. I'm Tom Temin. Mark Green, one of the longest-serving agency heads, is leaving federal service. The administrator of the U.S. Agency for International Development will return to the private sector in April. Green began his tenure in August 2017. During his time, he focused on increasing the effectiveness of foreign assistance by implementing an internal reorganization called USAID's Transformation. He's also strove to improve the technical expertise, operations, and staff across USAID. There's finally a permanent leader at the Defense Department's Security Clearance Agency. DOD has named Bill Lietzow to be the new permanent director of the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency. Lietzow has been leading DOD's Personal Vetting Transformation Office. He'll replace Acting Director Charlie Phelan. Phelan was DCSA's Acting Director since July 2019 and the former director of the National Background Investigations Bureau at the Office of Personnel Management. NIST offers the first update in seven years of its seminal cybersecurity guidance. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is expanding its cybersecurity special publication to address a host of emerging issues ranging from the Internet of Things to supply chain risk management. NIST released the draft of Revision 5 of Special Publication 853 yesterday. One major change in the draft guidance is the complete integration of privacy controls throughout the document. Previously, privacy was an appendix. NIST also is dedicating an entire family of controls for supply chain risk management. Comments on the draft revision are due by May 15th. I'm Jason Miller. A federal district court will dismiss the National Treasury Employees Union's lawsuit over the 2019 government shutdown. NTEU says the IRS violated the Anti-Deficiency Act when it recalled tens of thousands of employees back to work. A judge for the D.C. Circuit says the IRS clearly made the decision to avoid potential political fallout, but he lacks the jurisdiction to weigh in on the merits of NTEU's real arguments. He says it's inappropriate and unwise for him to speculate over whether the executive and legislative branches might shut down the government again. And as agencies celebrate transparency in government during this year's Sunshine Week, the Government Accountability Office has found a growing workload for agencies to manage. Agencies saw a 30% increase in the number of Freedom of Information Act requests between 2012 and 2018. 
About 15% of that volume took longer than 20 business days to complete and added to the government's backlog of cases. The Justice Department reports agencies received more than 850,000 FOIA requests in fiscal 2019. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. (music) 